Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Kitty Barnes, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Thanks for uh, doing this today. Thanks so much for having me. Cool. I guess we'll start with where did you grow up? I grew up right outside D.C. um, in Montgomery County, Maryland, and uh, spent most of my life there, relocated to Richmond about 16 years ago. Is that a fun story or is that a story you don't want to tell? Um, I just, you know, I came just trying something new uh, with a relationship, ended up staying here, uh, planting my roots, having children, and then creating a, a business with my partner now that we just can't let go of. Cool. So, so. you're really into it. Yeah, we're... we're Fully in, we are, we're never leaving because we have planted roots. All right, so roots. I, I guess the first question after we get to know you a little bit is uh, why the business that you're doing now? Well, and we should start with what is the business? Okay. Describe the business. Um, so I am with Red Vane Army Productions. That's our, our parent company. And Red Vane Army Productions started as line entertainment uh, for haunted attractions throughout the Commonwealth. Mm. And the goal was to create more tourism in the haunted attraction industry because it is a huge business in the country, but it wasn't thriving as much in Virginia. So Mm. it was extending that reach um, to bring more people into the state. And with that, we started doing um, events producing events throughout um, the area, pop-up escape rooms, pop-up haunted attractions. And in uh, 2016, we partnered with Hanover Vegetable Farm right down the road from here. And that's when we opened Red Vane Haunted House. So that's our primary business. Uh, After a few seasons there, we decided to expand, and that's when we came to downtown Ashland. We opened Red Vane Escape um, right off the tracks, and it allowed us to have year-round visibility and, you know, gave gave us a a location to work out of and reach more people and share the, the spooky world that we were creating. I have so many questions, Kitty. Uh, first question is, what is a pop-up escape room? A pop-up escape room is essentially, uh, for us, it was theater pa- panels, um, mm. four by eight walls that we would construct off-site, break them down, and then rebuild them in a different location. We primarily would do this in breweries or um, at conventions, things like that, anywhere that we could set it up for more than a day uh, just because of the amount of labor and design work we were putting into it. We actually got to the point where we were known for our immersive sets. Mm. So it was a big part. We we didn't want to create something and then let people down. Yeah. Uh, we can't just put a tent. It can't, it can't be something simple. It has to feel like you're somewhere else. So we would make these four by eight panels, attach them together, create these rooms and invite you in. And then you would enter this new world. The very first one we did was Alice in Wonderland's Tea Party, Mm. but it's red veins. So it was a little darker. Um, Alice would come in chasing you with a hatchet if you didn't make it. 
So it was um, a lot of fun, but you know, it's it's a darker set. You know, you'd have the disgusting elements on the walls. The tea wasn't exactly fresh. Mm. Uh, the biscuits, not so good anymore. But you would definitely feel like you were somewhere else, even though you had just come to say Strange Ways. Or um, we we did one a a pop-up haunted house for a charity convention in Williamsburg. And it was amazing how many people would walk out and say, I forgot I was in a hotel. You know, you just, you really do feel like you've left whatever world you were just in. That's success, right? Or a big part. That was, yeah, that is when we knew we were doing something right. And we're like, okay, let's keep going. Is it always set up inside somewhere? No, not always, but it's for the best if it is, just because there is a lot of electronics and, and lighting, and we want to preserve it and make sure that it lasts. But we set one up at Hanover Vegetable Farm on under a tent, and it rained, and the tent collapsed, oh, and no. the whole structure kind of caved in on itself and it was devastating and actually the very first ones that we built were built in our friend's backyard so we would just work outside um set it up do it in stages and then break it back down you know because we couldn't build the entire footprint in in the yard and there was a tropical storm that came through while uh many of the rooms were set upright and we thought the entire thing was absolutely destroyed uh, and we ended up loading it into a trailer taking it to Williamsburg for that convention and rebuilding and repainting right there in the hotel wow so it was stressful but you know that's I'd say work inside as much as you can now <laughs> so n never be outside unless you absolutely have to be yeah, although half of our haunted house is outside, but we, we've we learned to deal with that too. All right, so pop-up haunted house now, is that bigger? Uh, well, a pop-up haunted house is, is still temporary. So right. we're, we're looking at, you know, just a weekend or a day. We did one at a, um, a Broadberry mm -hmm. in, on, in Richmond, and it was on Halloween for one night. And, you know, it's very small footprint just in the parking lot but the the same it's the same thing you know theater panels assembled in a way that makes you think that you're in separate rooms mm. covering it filling it with props and then after you're done scaring people you break it all down load it up in a truck and then take it back to wherever it needs to be stored it's pretty exhausting but it was a great way to build our fan base and uh, meet new people and just get the word out that there are people in the region that are creating this type of art. And, you know, we, we like to think of it as dark immersive art. Uh, and as I said, it's something we want you to experience and live and see and feel like you're somewhere else. So it was a, the best way for us to tell people that we were there. Okay. So, yeah. And it's working. Yeah. Now we're... Pop-ups are in a mobile unit. Uh, we use an 18-foot trailer so we can just drive it and we don't have to break down the panels. We've come a long way and it's much easier. So, 
Cool. Where's the name Red Vein come from? Because it's part of the parent and the subs. It is. The, the parent brand being Red Vein Army, RVA, was based out of off of the Richmond, Virginia mm. abbreviation. Oh. And because it was growing from Richmond, we needed to represent that. And uh, Ryan, who's, who's the founder, he really liked... The, the red vein, the blood connection, and just he felt like it had a little bit of darkness, but it wasn't too much, and it just fit, and it just kind of, it stuck. And every time we thought about naming, even our haunted house, we sat at a conference table spitting out different names. We're like, let's do something different. We'll call it cages, or we'll call it this. And it came back to just keep it simple, red vein. And it works. That's it. So everything is always red vein, add on whatever we do next. What is it about dark immersive arts that uh, is attractive for you guys? Oh, that's a great question. Well, um, as artists, you, you always have a need to create. You have to do something constantly. And for us, we're not happy unless we're making something new uh, and having it experienced by someone else is how you feel complete. I know it sounds almost silly, but I I want you to see what I made. You know, I, it's, it's like a kid doing their artwork and putting it on the refrigerator. Um, but when you have that 360 feel, it, I don't know, it just hits different. And there's something about being scared that is appealing to. Oh yeah, the adrenaline, the the rush. It's, you know, it it makes you giddy and it's contagious. It's just like laughter, you know. Mm. When you go with friends, one person starts screaming. Even if you're not scared, you're screaming too because it's just infectious and you're just enjoying it. And then the endorphins are going, and you're like, yes, I'm loving this. And you come out and you feel invigorated. You know, it's an amazing feeling. And for us to be able to witness that, I mean, it's contagious to us too. I, every production night, I'm incredibly stressed for that time leading up to the first customer entering. And the moment they exit, I'm just pins and needles, I'm waiting, I'm watching them, and then they come out laughing or screaming, they fall because you know they're being chased by something, I'm like, all right, we did okay. It's a good night, we're good. And then it's just exciting to hear people just rave about something you made. It's, it's fulfilling. That's great. How's business been the last year or so? It's been very different. It's unpredictable. Uh, is, I, is that a post-pandemic thing or is that just I, in general? I think it's a post-pandemic thing. So with our escape room, it's hard to say what's normal because we never experienced normal. We opened mm. the end of 2019. We only had one game open at the time and then we shut down. And when we were able to reopen, we had so many restrictions entertainment was just hit you know we were the last tier allowed to open mm. and if you did so you had to be under 30 percent capacity 
and you had to follow all of these rules and if you didn't do that well then you had even less people in there and it it was quite the challenge so i can't even tell you what a normal season should be and i don't know if you know our busy times are going to be the summer or or the fall just because it's never consistent i have no consistency to go off of so it's I'm just rolling with it. But you're still here. We're still here. We're still getting positive feedback. Uh, people seem to always want more, and that is a good sign. So it, I'd, I would say um, it's nerve-wracking to know that you have to live up to certain standards sometimes. The biggest challenge now is making sure we don't disappoint people. I want whatever we do next to be just as good, if not better, than what we've already created. And that's what keeps me up now. So the, the haunted house notion, I go back to my childhood and there were permanent homes that had been turned into haunted or maybe they'd been abandoned actually when I was a really little kid and I still have those memories in my mind. Um, this time of year has to be super popular for the notion of haunted houses. Are you trying to make them a year-round sort of notion, or is it really this is, a, is the big time of year? This is the big time of year. I don't believe that we have a market here in Ashland for a year-round haunted house. I don't think it's quite ready for that. Maybe in the future, um, but just considering how much work goes into creating it, building it, staffing it, it's not worth it to have it year-round so we'd rather just do seasonal events um, one-offs every now and then and then focus on the big season October um, and I'd say September leading up to October is far more stressful as we have so prep, much yeah yeah uh, is September ever gonna be a haunted time of year or is it really limited to the month of October it creeps in. We we open September 30th this year. We opened September 25th last year. We talked about opening a week earlier, but we change so much of our attractions every year. We're always building so much more that it's the stress of, of making that finish line and making sure that it's good. Uh, we're worried about creeping forward. I think if we kept everything the same every year um, or we were fully indoors, then it would be a lot easier to open in September. And I believe, you know, there are huge haunted attractions in the country that do open early. Some of them open the second week um, and then they stay open through the second week of November. Mm. We just, it's too hot here. <laughs> Um, and it gets too cold, so it's it's a little bit more challenging. Um, but but we'll see. I, I I wouldn't say it's never going to happen. It's just not happening this year because we still have more to do. All right, right on. Yeah. So in this part of the world, October sounds like the perfect time of year to do it. And you happen to have Halloween at the end of October. Given how you guys have been pacing recently, is November first the saddest day of the year? It's the saddest day of the year for our staff. Um, for our, our management team, it's the happiest day because uh, that's when we, we go to sleep. 
So it's a, it's a little different. Uh, everyone, you know, Halloween, we sit at the bonfire after the last group leaves. We talk about all our scares. We talk about our favorite customers, you know, the best memories we've had. And then we all say, yes, we want to keep going. But then um, we take a nap. <laughs> and and that's the my favorite part. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for that nap. Um, but then, you know, maybe a couple days later, we, and I, that's, that's generous. Um, it might even be the next day we start planning the next season. It's just, you know, you, you, you use that momentum of everything that you loved about the last season to create the next one and make it even better than what we've done before. So. For haunted houses, you're saying the next season is the next October. The next October. Well, we we open in December for one weekend. Uh, we partner with RVA Krampus Knock and do the Krampus Walk through Carytown the first weekend of December, and then the second week of December we open our haunted attraction again, and it becomes Red Vane Haunted Christmas, uh, and it's the most magical thing because no one expects a haunted Christmas and they don't know what they're gonna get. So they just kind of relax and enjoy it. And everyone comes out happy. The actors thoroughly enjoy it. It's just a magnificent time. Um, the, the only downfall with that is, I think it has rained every single year we have done it. So we end up having to close one night, but it's, it's, I don't want to say it's the most fun we have, but it's just fun to do something different. So it's a great change of pace. Um, and then we get back to our traditional story for the next October. Gotcha. So. Uh, you guys also do haunted tours here along the, the tracks. We do. Ashland Haunted History Tours. Uh, so we do the um, walking ghost tours. And that's fun because we really get to immerse ourselves in Ashland's history and digging and digging and trying to find neat stories and unique things to share with people is fascinating. And every year we meet people that bring more stories to us. They're like, by the way, you should include this house. Let me tell you what happened there. And it's fabulous just absolutely wonderful so I thoroughly enjoy that just because I get to hear all the stories and you know some of them I can add to the tours um, some of them I can't if you know I can't verify anything um, I'm not going to include it but if if I can um, there, there has to be some semblance of truth to it it can't right. be pure fiction yeah I I refuse to include anything that's completely fabricated so i 100 percent have to verify the history the best i can and as far as ghost stories themselves you know that's personal i i can't tell you that you didn't see a ghost mm. um but it's how many people are saying that there is a haunting in this location is it just you right and you know do you have this 
tendency to make up stories and those people exist <laughs> so i i try to to see if there's you know anything else that's interesting about the area as well so if it's just one singular person i probably won't add the story until i have somebody else you know go back and say yes i had a weird experience here as well or i had an interesting feeling or i found this tidbit that might connect to this, you know, mm. story that I'm hearing. And and that way I feel a little bit more confident sharing that moving forward. So Red Vane Army is RVA based. It's it's in the letters, but you you have a lot going on in Ashland. Why Ashland? It's really a fantastic town. Uh, we we came here because of Hanover Vegetable Farm and meeting people within the town we started to see you know the charm there's a lot of personality and then you are exposed to the history and you know, it it just like we fell in love with it and honestly when we decided we wanted to open the escape room it was maybe three weeks from yes let's officially start looking to we saw the building uh you know someone here in town told us that it was going to go for rent and immediately said yes that's perfect we didn't we didn't want anything else we didn't want to look anywhere else what, we is, just it, what felt, is it about the location it's got so much character and charm it's the oldest brick building along the tracks you know and that in itself it's bragging rights i mean <laughs> Can you say that? No, I can, I get to say that. Um, you know, it didn't burn down in the Ashland fire of 1893. It's still standing. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, the occupants immediately told us ghost stories. And I was like, you guys are really feeding into this. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you want something with personality. We didn't have to bring that much personality to it because it already existed and being so close to so much activity we just felt like it was the right fit yeah being, being near the tracks like that too there's something about that yeah and and it's magical i um i mean i've grown up with trains i've been to other train towns but there's something about this one and being so close to it. Everything's built along the tracks. It's a weird concept, yes. right? Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's, yeah, a train runs through it. That's normal. Okay, I see that everywhere. But the fact that every business is facing the tracks and then all of the homes are facing the tracks and then they like go all out for holidays any opportunity to decorate anything for any season i'm all for it i mean and the fact that ashland loves halloween hello yes <laughs> yes we're here for this so i i felt like it was a perfect fit our partners all agreed and here we are you mentioned favorite scares earlier um can you do you have a favorite scare from the last year or maybe even all time favorite scare oh that is tough or, or just one that pops to mind hmm okay um i think honestly one of my my favorite memories is someone that was too scared to keep going they, they had to get out 
they had to get out and they were terrified they didn't even make it that far but then they left us a review that night and the review said you know we had to leave early we were too scared we couldn't even enter the house but we felt like we had our money's worth because it was that good (laughs) and i was like oh Thank you. Thank you. We did our job. So every time, you know, someone chickens out, I feel like that's a a great success for us. What was happening at the beginning of that haunted house? Well, it's it's a Red Vein Asylum. It changes every season. So you're not going to see the same characters. But, oh, last year we had a ton of people that didn't make it past the first scene. (laughs) And that was mind-boggling i was like wow we're just you that curtain pulls you enter and you say nope and you're out and that's pretty impressive so i i guess we just have really uh committed actors they're the best they are fantastic is it more the visual or is it audio and visual what what is it's it it's all of it all of it are there smells oh yes oh we are oh, so big all, all on five smells. all five senses yes and even in our escape room we have scents so you know right before a group comes in we spray it make sure it smells are you going to hunt a vampire it's going to be musty and dank mm. you're going to feel like you're in tunnels and that earthen smell is coming up and hitting you as soon as you enter the room. Or if you're going to the Ashland docks, there's that salt water. Mm. There's a slight undertone of that fishiness, but it's not overpowering. You feel like, is that sea air? Yes. Yes. You do have that sea air hitting you. Where do you find these scents? Uh, we're hunters. (laughs) (laughs) You you find them wherever you need to find them. We find them where we need to find them. But the, the big difference is in a haunted house, you don't want them to be pleasant. Mm. So the, the smells that we have to use are very different. Um, rotted meat, um, you know, boiler room, and it has that irony mm. smell, that, that bit of sulfur that seeps up. And it, it can get pretty gross. Um, but yeah, you get the scents. The lighting is essential. The sounds that we use, it's important that it feels unnerving. Or depending on where you are, um, that the sound is complementing whatever you're experiencing. And then, of course, our makeup and costume team is fantastic. So it's well-rounded. You know, that's, that's immersion. You truly believe that's not a person. That's not an actor. There's a creature. Yeah. And it's coming for you. How many employees? Um, well, at the escape room, it's just about five of us. Uh, but at the haunted house, it's uh, about 100. Oh, my gosh. There's a, it's a huge team. Uh, they don't all work at the same time. Not everyone can be there every night. Um, I'd say we have about 50 actors every night and about 20 people and crew and then there's a few others that kind of rotate in and out wow spaces so i thought you were going to say like 12 i didn't think you were going to say our first year was 12 uh, and it's amazing because you know it one night the halloween night we didn't have enough actors for our 12 spots and i had to hop in and it was the most nerve-wracking thing I'd ever done because I, I'm not a scare. I, I do front of house. I do everything else. Um, 
But yeah, 12 actors to, you know, 100 is quite a bit of growth. And some nights I still feel like we need more. So It's huge growth. Uh, as a fill-in, did you scare people that night? I did. I did. I don't think I did as well as the people that were actually trained for it. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. And I have a better understanding of what they do, which made it easier for me to apply that to the things that I have to do. If I'm building a set, you know, my first season working at the haunted house, I had absolutely no haunt experience. I had never built a haunt set. I hadn't even been to a professional attraction. And I was just there because I wanted to create something and I felt the passion and the energy and I was like this is good this this is gonna be something I didn't really know what it was and now I'm still here and I have a significantly better understanding of what goes into building um, from the ground up and designing the scenes and you know creating that immersion um, designing the characters I love that um, writing the script, all of it. And it's at that one night influenced all of it. Mm. So Very cool. Plans for the next two to five years? Oh, yes. Yeah, we have huge plans. Um, mostly it's with our stories. Um, we, we know our theming for the, the next five years. Everything is connected. We, we made our own folklore. So back to our original days where we were touring actors to now and everything we're gonna do in the future, everything is connected. So there's continuity the oh my entire gosh. time. Yes, and this this year's theme is 1987. So we're going back in time. Why 87? I graduated high school in 87, so it's a particularly important year for me. I, you know what, I don't fully remember. Uh, we'll, we'll have to... Fashion was really bad back then. Yeah, um, it, Ryan picked that, that date and I think it, had to do with some of the years that um that we had used for other things but i just went with it i was like okay i'm with it these songs were the hits i'm down music, we, music wasn't great back then either i enjoyed it uh my wife I'm, loves I'm, 80s music i'm an 80s kid and i i thought it was magical so you know it's a lot of of happiness um, but yeah, so, so this year we're, we're going back in time. Um, we're showing origins of some of the characters that people have already met. And that's pretty exciting. Um, and as far as Red Vane, the organization and growth, we do have plans. They are top secret. Mm. I will not make any more yes. inquiries about that. How do people find you guys? Uh, everywhere. Uh, you know, we, we do a lot of grassroots marketing pop-up. Like I mentioned, we did the pop-up events, but, you know, we partner with everybody. Community involvement is huge for us. And if we can do a trivia night and sponsor it or um, show up and, oh, we just did a wine release with James River Cellars. Oh, and nice. it was phenomenal. So much fun. So we do a lot of stuff like that. Just, you know because we enjoy it and it's a great way to um, meet our characters and discover us. But we're on every social media. 
at Red Vein Haunt or at Red Vein Escape or at Haunted Ashland. Or, of course, we have redveinescape.com, redveinhaunt.com, and hauntedashland.com. It's a lot going on. Yeah, there's more, too, but that's that's the main stuff. We'll focus on that. And you're having a blast doing all this. I do love it, yeah. I right. It's September right now. So today is an exhausting day, but I'm still loving it. And I'm still excited about what we're doing. And I know, you know, I'm going to leave here and I'm going to go work on some set design. And I have so many ideas in my head. And I'm like, okay, okay, I need 10 more hands. But it's going to be incredible. And, you know, we had an actor training last night and seeing the new recruits and our returning team members come through and give life to our script and marvel at what we've built. It's I love it. It keeps the energy going. I totally love it. Well, yeah. Kitty, I had a blast learning about all things Red Vein. Uh, great meeting you today. It was really nice meeting you and, too. And I appreciate you doing this. I, I hope you'll let us scare you. And if you're not quite ready to be scared, come visit our escape room and at least go on an adventure. I have been to your escape room. Did... Uh, one of the owners has a sister that lives three doors down from me. That would be Ryan's sister. Exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> that is wonderful. This is, I, Melanie knows everybody. She definitely knows <laughs> us because we drive by our firehouse several times That's a day. fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Very cool. They're awesome. Well, thanks for doing this, Kitty. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.